GamesVillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim, and with me remotely, the Butterboy and the Player One Miggy. Hey, we're the guys. <laughs> Producers and co-hosts of the GameZilla Podcast. Um, anyways, how, how's it going? How's it going? I am doing well. I'm about to caffeinate myself and uh, get ready for this thrill ride. Of a game awards preview. The game awards preview. The, oh, the game awards. Oh, oh, I lose a point. I lose the point. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, the Keely. They said it's some some boys out to your house to get you. I, yeah, um, I'm gonna get shook down. Yeah, I mean we're here live also on twitch.tv slash games media every Monday night. And I just wanna say uh, the Christmas tree looks fantastic over there, butter boy. Thank you. I uh, did a, uh, a tremendous job watching my wife decorate it. <laughs> I helped. I helped. I put the star up. I hung up my ornaments. Uh, and again, mostly Disney, a little bit of Star Wars, which I guess is Disney now. And you know, our, our tree's themed. It's fun. Nice, nice. Holiday spirit. And, uh, and uh, nice. Player One Miggy, I really like the looks of, of uh, the comic book boxes. Looks very good. Oh, thank you. I also have the stack of newly acquired I, I, I saw that in the back, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, folks, we uh, have a special episode for you this week, episode 339 of the Games Little Podcast, and it is focused around the Game Awards 2020. But first, before we get into it, we want to thank our patrons. Definitively, the only people I like on the entirety of the internet are our supporters at patreon.com slash media. If you're not a patron, I probably don't like you. Uh, so please wow. consider joining our patronage, patreon.com slash media. Your patronage starts as low as just $1 per month, where you'll receive some benefits, but the real goodness comes in at that $5 a month exclusive content level, where you will receive one extra show from every show on the gamezilla media network so a bonus show from legend of retro noobs and dragons Noiseland arcade <laughs> the last action podcast and of course muster bus from your boys here on the gamezilla podcast and here in the month of december we wanted to make sure that the people that I don't love as much as our patrons get a little taste of the love that we show to our patrons. And we released a free special called the snake court where there is a ruling over what is better super Nintendo or Sega Genesis music. I am one of the featured judges. So I encourage you to go and listen to it free to the public. You don't have to be a patron, but you can find out all the great things happening on our Patreon that way. And then I can like you. Patreon.com slash games of the media. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, we're, 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 tell you, every week, we're ruined. Every week, ruined. every week you turn it up a notch. It's great. It's great. It's kudos to Butterboy for that. that that's I I can't I couldn't do better myself. Man. There's no one to be surprised. First of all, first of all, we shouldn't <sighs> be giving him kudos 
for alienating 90% of our of our community, okay? Like I said I, I didn't say my views are not necessarily everyone's always here for about. you, Butterboy. Everyone's <laughs> here for you. That's not true. Oh my god. Man, not true. How many oh. showed up? How many showed up for you? <sighs> how many showed up for you just to become Butterboy for God's sakes? All right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my I, goodness! I it's, called, it's, called today, but... it's called a hard sell. It's it's part of the business, guys. It's part of the business. All I right. actually like all of you. It's okay. Most all of right. you. I actually like most of you. Yeah, you should definitely apologize to Escape Dog and uh, Satin Band Geek in the chat right now, live on Twitch.tv. You actually offended people live. Everyone that's going to get offended that, that, the next day via podcast. That's one thing, but we've already offended people live, so that's fantastic. Controversy Controversy makes the money. And for those of you listening to this uh, on the on audio on Tuesday, make sure you come back next Monday to tell Dad. I mean, ooh, I, I did that. Tell Butterboy how offended you are. And the counter goes up. I was not the one to break the ice this week, folks. <laughs> I can drop some D's whenever I want now. <laughs> not the D's you're thinking about, but yep. <laughs> Anyways. Welcome to episode 339 of the Games Love Podcast, and like I said, we have a special episode for you today. This time of year, uh, even in 2020, we get a special time with uh, with our good friend Jeff and uh, and his product, The Game Awards 2020. So uh, we're going to be talking about one of the, this is one of the biggest Game Awards events, uh, you know, as far as public and just you know front facing to i'd say the most front facing event to uh the communities yes sure there's other uh, other events but they're more i'd say industry based but this one definitely has grown over the years it's fun usually we get some really cool announcements out of it and stuff like that so uh we wanted to spend some time uh this this week and talk about the nominees and also make our picks basically <coughs> so that we can go into the show which airs thursday um, I forgot. Is it what time does it kick off? Because this thing's like eighteen hours long usually. Uh, seven p.m. Eastern. Okay, so it's gonna end. It's gonna. End, it's this Thursday at seven p.m. Eastern. It ends the following Thursday at seven thirty p.m. <laughs> long. The show is always way too long. It goes from like seven to midnight sometimes. Like I swear, it runs till midnight. So it's like a well, five-hour think- show. Yeah, I think last year they had it uh, wrapped up quite nicely. I want to say did. about eleven. Yeah, 11, La- last year was better. Last year was the, be- and that's what I mean. It's gotten, be- it's been, it's really been growing and and uh, maturing a lot. So, um, but I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. And like I said, we get some cool, we get some cool announcements. Usually, we have fun with the community. Um, they have obviously your typical game of the years and stuff like that, but they also have some fun, like you know, con- content creator of the year and esport team of the year and things like that that maybe other other um, you know award ceremonies don't really care about. So it's fun. Um, we're gonna go ahead and get into this though. So this is our this is our news section, guys. We're just gonna have fun, go through these. You can also vote. So this is something that you are not aware of that you you have never partaked in. Just go to thegameawards.com, click on the nominee section, and you can actually cast your votes now. Um, and then you can watch how it all unfolds on Thursday. So, all right. We're gonna go World ahead. Premiere. We're gonna go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <World laughs> <premiere. laughs> 
<laughs> um, we're going to go ahead and start with best esports team. Recognizing a specific esports team, not the full organization, judged the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2020. Okay? Your options are uh, Daywam Gaming, Dallas Empire, G2 Esports, San Francisco Shock, or Team Secret. I'm going to let you know something. I didn't even know what Team Secret was. Didn't even know they were teams. Shame on me. They were. I, I didn't even know. Um, so, we're going to start with the biggest eSport fan I know. Butterboy. Yeah, this one's an easy, easy one for me. Uh, they're not in Detroit anymore, but I've always oh, been a God. fan <laughs> of the WNBA. So it doesn't matter if you're the Detroit Shock, the San Francisco Shock. Uh, kudos to these women. Uh, I hope that they continue their success uh, in the WNBA. Got to give it to the San Francisco Shock. <laughs> <laughs> Butterboy coming through. I'm not. We're gonna have to look into the facts of that statement. I believe. There, I believe every single one is wrong. Uh, my vote's G2 Esports. Uh, I think they throughout 2020 they performed um, well. They they performed very well. We're talking about the um, so G2 Esports is for League of Legends. San Francisco Shock is for Overwatch. Team Secrets for Dota 2. Dallas Empires for Call of Duty. And uh, Day One Gaming is for League of Legends as well. Uh, G two was a dominant team throughout a lot of the a lot of the um, twenty twenty season. Their organization is always is always uh, as far as performance and, and and conduct has always been very professional. And I don't know that G two's actually won one of these. I'm used to seeing Cloud Nine in here. I'm I'm used to seeing Fnatic in here. And so uh, to see G two uh, being repped, uh, they're gonna get my vote. Um, <clears throat> I have no idea any of these people are. So I'm so after that 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 hard sell, I'm gonna have to go with uh with what uh, our boy uh Butter Boy. Uh, oh, you guys, said. lock it in, <laughs> lock it in. Make sure you click lock on that. In. Make sure you click Looking on, on that button. There, there. It seems to be a little bit of an issue. I'm not sure if it's a confusion on Wikipedia or the game awards but according to wikipedia the detroit shock are now the dallas wings yeah. so i don't even know why they're being called the san francisco shock here according to this they went to tulsa oklahoma after detroit so i don't even i, I don't know where they're getting this information but uh detroit yeah. shock all the way all right so we'll be locking each one of these in live with you guys uh as as we go so uh the next one is another big one i'm sure everyone's gonna have a, a great opinion on best esports host Best esports host, uh, the best host or commentator of esports events, both in venue and or broadcast in 2020. Okay. All right, Alex Golden Boy Mendez or Alex Machine Richardson. I the next one, I honestly I know who she is, but I'm gonna butcher her name. So uh, <laughs> it's way too many E's. I'm just gonna say F. Is it F G? Letters long, and three of them are E's. How is that a name? It's E E F J E. I don't even know how to say it. But J no, how is that a name? It's 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 sorts. I don't know. Anyways, she's a she's from from League. Uh, James Dash Patterson and uh, Jorine. Uh, 
Shiver Vander Hygen. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you guys, James Dash Patterson's my lock in. He's League of Legends. He's he's fun. He's informative. He's been around. Um, as far as I know, he hasn't won one of these awards. I'm voting for James. He I'm Dash is all the way. Dash all the way. Um, so looking at this again, no offense to either of the women on this, both of your names are too complicated for someone who's literally challenged like me. You're both out the <laughs> both of your names are nonsense. The, the both Alex's look like scrubs. Give it to James dash Patterson. The dude's dapper. The dude looks like he has class yeah. unlike the other guys on here. So because I can pronounce <laughs> your name and you look like you have class and belong in a broadcast booth. I'm giving it to you for being a pro, James. That's two. Yeah. Are we going for the sweep there, uh, Mickey? Yeah, we're we're going for the Lock sweep. Lock in and... our boy James with the vote. Let's go. And, and funny thing, Ephiji and Jordan have the same amount of ease in both of their names. If Ephiji, that's <laughs> what you said. Did you say that right? Is that it? I, I think so. Ephiji, Ephiji, I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. Shout well, in the dark. Okay. Cool. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. It's It's... <laughs> It's too many vowels, man. <laughs> I like. I, I saw her picture when I first was like looking at these. I was like, oh, I know who that is. And I looked at her name. I was like, I just realized I've never actually said her name. Like, I've never said her name. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, uh, next up, best eSports game for the game that has delivered the best overall eSports experience to players um, connected to tournaments, community support, and content updates. No matter the genre or platform, okay? So, um, your options. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Counter-Strike Global Offense, Fortnite, League of Legends, Valorant. Riot Games coming in strong with the last two there. Um, with, with, with the description of this best esports game, it, I have to give it to League of Legends. There's just not another, there's not another league out there that does... <laughs> what what this glow i mean and i want to say league think of league of legends it's more than a league it's like it's like 15 leagues right so i mean when you when you think of it that way um there's no other none of these games here even have what what riot games has done with league of legends i mean you could argue fortnite has done some stuff globally sure but as far as structure as far as growth as far as franchising as far as as revenue earning for players teams and everything else Nothing touches League of Legends. My vote, League of Legends. Yeah, I mean, with this category, it's not voting on which one of these games is actually fun because you'd have to vote for none of them. <laughs> um, but there, Come there's on, no... you, you played Modern Warfare a little bit. Didn't really like it that much. Man. I, I only played it to play with play with the boys. Um, but <laughs> But there's no denying that League of Legends in itself in a lot of ways is esports. The their organization, the way they present their game, the way they support their game and in, in their community, there's no doubt League of Legends is the front runner here and probably will be for a long time. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna make that a make that a sweep. League of Legends. I mean, yeah, they've been doing a, a phenomenal job with uh with that franchise. Grim, when you say I pl I played some Call of Duty, living in the gulag isn't that fun. It's stressful. <laughs> fair, I'm fair. The gulag fair. boy. Fair, fair. And and I mean to be you, fair, you've actually only played Warzone. You actually haven't played technically the modern warfare like 
Like, like what what COD yeah. League is. <laughs> For sure. You don't All choose right. the Gulag life. The Gulag life chooses you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that, you're right about that. <laughs> Um, so I think we're going to do one more esports, and then we probably skip the next two because I don't have, we don't have a whole lot to say, but I'll bring in best esports event, recognizing an event across the single or multiple days that delivered a best of class experience for participating and the broadcast audience. You have the Blast Premier Spring 2020 European Finals for CSGO. You have Call of Duty League Championship 2020. For you guessed it, Call of Duty. You have the IEM Kato Kato Weiss 2020 for CS:GO. Sure. Um, you have the League of Legends World Championship 2020, and then you have Overwatch League Grand Finals 2020. The first comment I will have is I didn't even realize we had an Overwatch League 2020 Finals. I I I, I forgot that that was a league back uh, in 2019. So um, my my vote definitely goes to League of Legends World Championship 2020. Um, no one does what Riot does when it comes to an event. No one puts holographical dragons flying around in the sky, landing on, you know, augmented reality and landing on the stage and doing crazy stuff with, with taking a, a, a girl band, a pop band and that are fake and just a hundred percent, a hundred percent CGI and throw them on stage and release a whole album just to celebrate the finals of a championship. No one does it. On top of just making it a good spectacle from a competitive side too, um, there, there's just no competition. I uh, my vote goes for League of Legends World Championship 2020. Uh, yeah, and to to follow up, I'm also gonna vote for the League of Legends World Championship because Riot continues to innovate with the home viewer experience. You being able to choose which players you want to watch and follow, it's different than the way other yep. esports are broadcast. Um, so you, you just got to give it to Riot for continuing to be the leader and innovator in this front. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm not, and, and you guys know, I'm not a big uh, League of Legends, you know, fan, um, but I, I, I can't wait for the grand finals just to see the new performances and the new music. And, um, yeah, a lot of the like the, the the clip stuff from that uh from from the final. So yeah, yeah, definitely getting my vote for that as well. So sweep, lock it in, Miggy, lock it in, locked in. All right, we're gonna uh we're gonna skip the next two. Real quick though, can we not? Can we throw a quick vote in for best esports athlete to my <laughs> man Halo Showmaker Sue? That's just, who I voted for. Just because, listen. If you if if it's 2020 and you're rocking a bowl cut that hard, you deserve an award. <laughs> like that bowl cut is so aggressive. <laughs> give him give him the vote. Okay. Give him the vote for having a bitching bowl cut, man. That's, that's... Bowl cut's the new mullet. It's coming back. Yeah, I mean his teammate Canyon over there looking mighty mighty good with that bowl cut too. Yeah, I mean they're the bowl cut bull. Uh, the the, 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 the League of Legends bowl cut boys. The bowl cut I just, boys. To, I just had to shout, I just had to shout out the hairdo. I had to shout All it out. You get a vote if you got that bowl cut. All right, my moving, next haircut might be a bowl cut. Moving away from esports and getting into our first game related award here, um, non esports is best debut game for the best debut game created by a new independent studio. All right, so we have uh, Carrion by Phobia Game Studios and Devolver. We have Mortal Shell by Cold uh, Symmetry Playstack. Uh, Raji, an ancient epic by the Nodding Heads Games. 
uh, Rokai by uh, Polygon Treehouse, and then Phasmophobia by Kinetic Games. Uh, though I know several of these games, only one of these games caught my attention, and I believe was... In, it is very unique, and they added mechanics that I'm just so not used to being in video games that it was fascinating to me, and then that's why they get my vote. It is Phasmophobia for me. Only one of these games this year, um, I believe, not confirmed, I believe only one of these games, maybe all of them have uh, made Grim defecate his pants live on stream, and that's <laughs> Phasmophobia, so it's got to be my vote because yeah. there's soiled, soiled pants from Grim on that one. Um, but yes. some of those other games look spooky, so it's possible, but that's the only one I know it happened. <laughs> Unconfirmed. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rumor. Yeah. I got, I got, I mean, I play, I play Carrion and I, I really did enjoy it. It, it was, it's a, I love the mechanics and there are, are pretty great. I need to get back to it, but a uh, phasmophobia, let me tell you, I play a lot of games and phasmophobia is the only game that made me nope out so hard that I got a refund for the game. I <laughs> change your pants like Graham. Yep. I, I nope. I said, yeah. Hey, a uh, steam. Uh, can I, can I get my money back? It's, it's, it's so yeah, yeah, Phasmophobia gets my vote as well. <laughs> it just was a cool game where where you actually talking into a microphone altered the game. And so for me, like, having that extra angle, and I'm not saying they're the first ones to ever do it, but this was one that actually gained traction and gained popularity because of it. And it created a lot of fun situations that normally you can't get in a standard horror game. So I think uh, I think it deserves the vote. We're locking it in. Moving on up, our next topic, or our next category, content creator of the year for a streamer or content creator who has made an important and positive impact on the community in 2020. We have Alana Pierce, uh, Jayanne Lopez, Nick Merckx, Tim the Tatman, and Valkyrie. All these are actually really good. I thought this was a really solid, a really solid list this year. Um... It was hard for me to vote, honestly, but I ended up looking at it overall in the sense of just community as well and where I like to spend my time. And I had to give it to Tim the Tatman. He still has a one of the biggest communities in, in content creation. He is always um, working with his community, working with his with his mods and, and doing some awesome things for not just his group, but but, um, you know, charities and everything outside of it. You know, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to Tim Tatman. There's only one person on this list that I frequently uh, watch their videos uh, or streams, and uh, that's actually Alana Pierce. I think she has good opinions, good information, and I think her her videos are always pr- pretty on point uh, and informative to watch. So my vote definitely goes for Alana. Yeah, she was my number two. Yeah, um, yeah, my my vote's definitely going for Alana Pierce as well. Um, just somebody I've been following since the IGN days. Uh, you know, value her videos, her opinion. She keeps it real. She doesn't put on the fake, you know, attitude and showing all that stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's where my my vote goes. Well, it's two to one. Alana gets the vote. Lock it in. Also, Tim's t- totally blowing up my look by trying to be like a red bearded guy. <laughs> like that. I clearly have that market cornered. Sorry, yeah, Tim. You, you clearly missed your opportunity, man. 
I mean, you still no, have. He stole my look. I mean, you still, you still have the hair too. So I mean, you could probably just take him over. Ooh, you're, you're right. You're yeah. right. I have a few more follicles. That's right. All right, moving, moving, moving on to the uh, the next category here: best multiplayer for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences. Uh, does not matter genre or platform. So our options are Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. This was a hard one for me. I, honestly, when you think of for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, like I really gravitated towards Among Us, but then I started to think about that, um, that Among Us is is very popular right now and very cool, but is it the best multiplayer gameplay and design compared to things like Warzone or Val or Valorant? Even even uh, Fall Guys has a little bit more going on with it. So, um, I still went and locked in with Among Us though because I thought the accessibility of it, the the um, Fun factor of the game mixed with with just the accessibility of the game just makes for an amazing multiplayer experience that you can have with friends or strangers and and just enjoy the game. Yeah, um, again, it, it was kind of a tough call. There are a lot of good games in this category. And surprisingly, I'm going to give my vote on this one to Call of Duty Warzone because the for me, the Battle Royale is not necessarily a genre I love, and there's been plenty of them over the last few years. But this was the first time that a Battle Royale came out that wasn't confusing. Like, you could just hop in and play. You weren't building stuff. Also, you know, like PUBG, you had to – it was a – game that costs money like this was a free-to-play straightforward shooter of a battle royale um, and i like the accessibility of that you didn't have to learn a bunch of stuff if you understood how to play a first person shooter you could pretty quickly pick up and understand the basics of warzone and because of that i did enjoy um the couple sessions i had with it uh not enough for it to be like a game i frequent but i mean i had enough fun hopping and playing with the boys and getting killed and ending up in the gulag a ton so just for that and cross-platform the cross-platform aspect of this game also um brought some people together and i was involved in that question for you guys did all, all these games came out this year right um yes. it would have been within the voting period which yeah. is like november of last year to now ish november of this year or something among us came out in 2018 but rose to popularity this year yeah, I yeah, yeah I, I guess it's one of those like technicality things. Like this was the year that that game existed in. It was nothing yeah. before this year, and right. I think yeah, I think calling it a technicality. Well, I think um, it's hard. I think it's hard to say then too because I played cool, yeah. I played Carry On like two years ago as well. So, yeah. I mean, indie games are really hard because they can float. Or, they can they can float around uh, gaming conventions for years before a, a publisher comes along and says, "Oh, I want to do something with this." I mean, Ori, Ori is a great example of that, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're looking at it in the sense that this game actually matters right now, and it didn't last year. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just, I, it's, that's just crazy. I, I think with some of the bigger awards, like Game of the Year and stuff, they are more hard-locked to that yeah. calendar. Um, but but with something like this, I think, I think you look at the way gaming culture embraced a game this year, um, I, I think that's, you know, where this category is a little bit more important. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. 
Now, just 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 wonder. I mean, Among Us definitely get, gets my vote because of the influence. You know, people making cakes and you know the art and everything. You know, it's it's made an influence. It lasted longer than Fall Guys. I mean, Fall Guys is still kind of you know fizzling out there, but you know, it's still a still a great game, great experience. You just don't hear much about it as you used to. Well, and when you think about this thing, guys, like you're looking at your personal experience, which is fine on these votes, but for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design. Okay. When I think of Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout and I think of some of those multiplayer levels that I wanted to scream and break my screen, that instantly knocked it out of the winner circle for me. Like I had fun with the game, but there mm-hmm. but there was definitely some design issues with that game that I did not like. Um, like example, team based games that like your team could just be garbage and you instantly were just knocked out when this was a battle royale of the last person standing wins. I hated it. Now they've they fixed some of those things, but still, it just doesn't deserve to win. Among Us, and then War. It was really for me. It was Among Us and Warzone, and I really think in in the next next year when we're talking this, I think Valorant's going to be that game that so many people start talking about. It is. I mean, it's not that it's a small game, and it's not that Riot's unknown, but Valorant really is growing right now, and you're seeing a lot of content creators start gravitating towards it, and its esports scene is growing, and it just really is starting to. Uh, to pick up even more. So I think Valorant, we're going to see start doing some, some stuff here. Uh, probably next, next series of awards, uh, award shows coming around, but for now, lock it in among us wins. All right. Next topic. I was really happy with this one. Best sports and racing game for the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing game. We are so used to just giving FIFA the vote because it's just like, well, there's nothing else here. Uh, Dirt 5, F1 2020, FIFA 21, NBA 2K21, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 plus 2. It's done. Lock it in. Tony Hawk Pro (laughs) Skater 1 and 2 gets my vote. FIFA is FIFA. They haven't evolved that game enough for me to care. Um, it's going to sell well. It's going to be a big deal. It'll probably win these votes, but it's going to Tony Hawk for me. We were gamers enjoying the peak of the original PlayStation era, and that peak was Tony Hawk 1 and 2. Those games were amazing. I had such a good time replaying them. They did a they did a very good job putting it all together, making it a pa- package, and most importantly to me, modernizing um, the some of the in-game achievements and the, the way everything was put together, it felt like all the gameplay you love from the 90s with the way games should be designed and put together in 2020. Really liked it. Got to give it to Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah, definitely Tony Hawk getting my vote. They they did a great job um, bringing back the memories in the field. Actually, I'm making it feel better than uh, when we first uh, encountered it. So, yep, locking it in. It's a sweep. Yeah, there's a little part of me that feels a little icky picking that because in the in years past when we've done this show, I've been very hard set against giving votes to remakes. And this really was like they they built it from the ground up using all the original physic data and everything like that. So it's still it's very much a remake, but again, 2k and fifa and f1 like almost all those games are just rehash things every year i don't i don't want to disrespect dirt 5 it's probably a very fine racing game but all there it's not like 
one of these games was some cutting brand new IP. I mean, they're all rehashed games, so I don't feel as bad about if it. If a new Gran Turismo or a new Forza was here, we'd be having a different conversation. Dirt 5 is a fine game, but it is not a it's not an award winner game. F1 feel is F1 2020 is is uh, okay, whatever. It doesn't it just doesn't hit the broad spectrum of racing. Uh, FIFA always wins. NBA is, a, is, a, is usually a solid game. But Tony Hawk, and this is best said by Master of Puppets in the twitch.tv slash Media chat right now live, says people who never cared about Tony Hawk, who, were, who didn't care about skateboarding, played Tony Hawk. It wins. <laughs> people that don't care about a sport that played a virtual sport of it. I mean, come on. What, how else do you give that award out? All right. Uh, this next topic, I honestly have no connection to most of these games, so I just I just voted with my heart. But uh, it's the best sim and strategy game. Uh, best game focused on real-time or turn-based sim, uh, simulation or strategy gameplay. Um, and that would be Crusaders Kings th- uh, 3, Desperados 3, Gears, Gears Tactics, Microsoft Flight Simulator and XCOM Chimera Squad. Um, my vote's for Gears Tactics because it's Gears. I don't play sim strategy games, so that's my vote. I have to vote for the only one of these games that there's any potential for me to actually play. And I do believe once I get through the Gears games, I am going to give Gears Tactics a try. It's the only one that even moves the needle slightly for me, so it gets the vote. Um, I, I guess at this point, my vote doesn't matter because it's two against one, but because uh, <laughs> I was honestly, I mean, honestly, hold on. What were you going to um, vote? Tell me your honest vote right now. Honest vote. Microsoft flight simulator. Okay. Well, here we go. We got two flight sims in the chat. We're going to pool chat in for this one. So the the Flight chat simulator. The, you're just the, flying a plane. Twitch, listen, listen, listen. The chat has spoken. We let them influence this podcast. The votes have gone to Flight Sim. Lock it in, Miggy. Microsoft <laughs> Flight Simulator wins best sim strategy. It's the only game that plane. has sim in it. There aren't even snakes on the plane. It's I'm a gonna, simulator. It's I'm a sim. Gonna... People actually use that for real world hours. I mean, they, it's a, it's an accurate detail yeah. of like the the, the, I mean, the world. The tech it doesn't when, make it a when game. you use when you use the, the word best the simulation. Best, award. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Best game focused on real time or turn based simulation. Okay. Microsoft Flight Simulator has a actual real-life weather pattern in the game. You actually fly through what's going on in the world, okay? We're voting for Gears because we like Gears. But in all, <laughs> but in all reality, Microsoft Flight Simulator, technic, like the, the technical aspect of that game is mind-blowing what you could do with it. I mean, yep. mind-blowing. So It's borderline not a game. <laughs> you're, you are right. You are right, but but guess what? But guess what? Sim and strategies are borderlines. They borderline shouldn't be considered games, anyways. Okay, <laughs> throw the whole category away then. <laughs> vote it, vote it in. Microsoft Flight Simulator with the win, thanks to the Twitch chat live on Games of the Media. All right. Next uh, next category, best family uh, game. For the best game appropriate for family play, um, we have Animal Crossing. We have Crash Bandicoot 4, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, 
Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, get out of here, Minecraft Dungeons, <laughs> and Paper Mario the Origami King. Okay, um, it's a solid list. First of all, my Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, like, get the hell out of yeah. here. That does not deserve to win any awards when no one in the right mind asked for that game. Anyways, I voted for the only game that really honestly made sense to me. And, and I thought about the pandemic and I thought about the sales and just and the amount of people that flocked to this game. And that was Animal Crossing New Horizons. It really it really did a lot for communities, for families, for, you know, and and the ability to share and trade and, and kind of have a world where we could interact in a time that was so closed off and, and, and we, you know, I, you know, it, when this game launched was when it was shut down. I mean, it was straight shut down. So like when someone would like drive their ATV down my road with like a cart behind it that they would decorate every day just to create like excitement for the neighborhood. Like when that was my highlight of the day, Animal Crossing was was a pretty big deal to me. I locked my vote in Animal Crossing New Horizons. So I'm not let kidding me, you. There was a pe- people that did that. It was pretty cool. Let let me let me let me roll this back mentally here real quick. Um, so Grim, you had to be locked in your house by the government and forced to have nothing else going on in your life to enjoy Animal Crossing. I mean, it's probably the only reason I bought it. That's what you just said. It's probably the only reason I bought it. Thank God I had Animal Crossing because no other time in my life would I ever want to play this game. Uh, That's what I got out of that. Um, Animal Crossing does get my vote. Uh, for all all the same reasons Grim did I just had to cook you because of what you said you're like listen the world was going to hell and the only thing I I stooped so low to have to enjoy Animal Crossing Um, that's not what I said you are you are you are (laughs) twisting my words I said that in a chaotic world having some form of normalcy was what I was pointing at the fact that I actually could build something and share something with people when I couldn't even go hang out with you when you, couldn't like... e- when you couldn't even come to the studio, I could go visit your wife's town because you were too good to make a town for me to come right. steal your apples from. That's where I was playing. I was playing Stardew Valley while everyone else was playing Animal Crossing. It's like, man, it was either like the pandemic hit and it was either like Animal Crossing or start doing heroin. Like it was the only two options. Jeez. Wow. That's that why is, you've been twitching. Aggressive. Um. Yeah, but yeah, the sale, the sales figures, the amount that people enjoyed this game. Uh, I bought a copy for my wife, and uh, it 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 did all the stuff. Grim said it it helped her get through those first few months of the pandemic, having something to enjoy and play and relax and just get out get out of their headspace a little bit. So uh, where I didn't personally play it, I saw the Animal Crossing effect, and ha- it has to get my vote for that. In a world gripped in the in the palms of a deadly pandemic. That only allows people of comprom- compromised immune systems and with common sense to stay in their homes. One game gets my vote as well. Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> All <What>? right. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. All right. Well... <laughs> Next category, uh, best fighting game um, for the best game design primarily around head-to-head combat. We have, um, is it Grand Blue Fantasy Versus? 
Yep, Grand Blue Fantasy. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, Ultra Mega Superstar Times 3 Edition, uh, One Punch Man, A Hero <laughs> Nobody Knows, and Under <laughs> Under Night in Birth EXE Late uh, 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 CL Hyphen R Control. I didn't even know what? that was fighting yet. I thought that was like, an RPG. Yeah, okay. So uh, my vote <laughs> went for the only game that matters to me, and that's Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Lock it in. This whole category, fighting the fighting genre right now is suffering because, um, man, I mean, Street Fighter V has been out how many times? And Mortal Kombat 11 has been out how many times? And how many different versions? This isn't even the Aftermath version. This is just the Ultimate version. Mm-hmm. Which includes Aftermath. Yeah, that's true. It's true. But anyways, um, yeah, I locked in Mortal Kombat 11. I know I know, Grand Blue Fantasy would probably be, is also a, a, a close, uh, probably the winner, I would imagine, for any, any true, like, fighting genre fan uh, for this year. Well, I could vote for a bunch of weeb nonsense or the game I actually <laughs> like and play. So Mortal Kombat it is. Like, now nah, I wouldn't even... Like, Street Fighter isn't fun. The rest of those games look like weeb nonsense. Mortal Kombat it is. It was an easy pick. <laughs> Especially One Punch Man, a game nobody... I mean, a hero nobody knows. Uh, that's straight it was One Punch Man, the game no one wanted is what it is. <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you, one of the, the objectives of the game is uh, you're playing as other characters besides Saitama, which that's One Punch Man's name. Um, and you have to survive the fight in, before um, until Saitama gets there, and then he will beat the opponent in one hit. And that's his, yep. that's whole spiel. He beats he beats and he's got one punch that completely obliterates uh, anyone. What what a game! What a, but, uh, what a cool character! <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I would say I mean, Grand Blue Fantasy is definitely a solid solid game. Um, solid fighting system. I mean, this the same um, it's the same system that uh, Dragon Ball Fighters uses. Um, but I mean, I definitely going to go with Mortal Kombat just because of the influence. And excuse me. And the uh, the updates and everything that they've been doing doing this year. So I'm not a big Mortal Kombat fan. I, I can't stand stand the, the series. But um, yeah, I can I can recognize what they've been doing. All right. If Graham Graham Blue uses in. the the uh, the fighter the Dragon Ball Fighters uh, you know system, mm-hmm. I actually probably would like playing it because Dragon Ball Fighters is a very fun game. Yeah, Dragon Ball Fighters. From a bunch um, of weeb nonsense. <laughs> Was it Fighters? Um, and uh, oh, the other two games uh, slipped my slipped my mind. Blaze Blue, and um, Johnny helped me out in the chat. But uh, yeah, they all use that same same engine. Amazing games. All right, we got a lot to go here, so let's keep it rolling. Best role playing game for the best game design with rich player character customization and progression, uh, including massive multiplayer experiences. We have Final Fantasy VII Remake. We have Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royale, Wasteland 3, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, this one I simply looked at in, in a couple ways here. Um, Final Fantasy 7 Remake just didn't, like, I watched people play it. I know people liked it, but it just, it's just, it wasn't, it didn't make the impact that I feel like it, that I was expecting it to do. It's not a full game. We're still waiting for the other parts of it. Blah, 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 blah. Um, 
Genshin Impact. It's a new. It's a new game. It, it's an IP that that it, it's interesting. It's Breath of the Wild. It's free to play. It, it just it, it hits a bunch of categories that these other games don't. Persona Five Royale. It's again, Wasteland Three means nothing to me, and I'm not a Yakuza fan or not a Yakuza player. I shouldn't say I'm not a fan. I've never tried it, but Genshin Impact is my vote. <gasps> Out of not needing to speak out of my ass more than I already have today. <laughs> I'm just going to give Miggy my, my vote. Miggy, make my vote for me. Cause I'm not, I'm not a role-playing game guy. I, mm. if I, if I had to make a vote based on not knowing anything, I know what I'd pick, but I'd rather you just use my vote for yourself. <sighs> so yeah, yeah. Grim, Grim made a lot of sense. Final fantasy isn't a full package. Persona five Royal phenomenal, phenomenal game. I mean, it was phenomenal last year. They brought the second part out. Of it. Yakuza like a dragon is, um, mm. It's 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 I think it's gonna I think it's gonna get my vote as as much as I love Genshin Impact because I was playing it before we started the show. As much as I love Genshin Impact and the company and the influence that it's made, Yakuza Like a Dragon is a new genre, new take on the um Yakuza series from an IP. Um it takes a lot of inspiration from um Dragon Quest. Um so uh yeah, you, I'm gonna... you, you, the, you, the guy that has sold Genshin Impact harder than anyone else is going you know to what? go away from this no. game. No, 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 no. I, I just, I just crunched the numbers in my head and the, the, the influence and the, 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 the money that they've been making on that game. And no, I'm going to stay faithful and I'm going to go with my, my company, MiHoYo. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go Genshin Impact. I'm going to go Genshin Impact before locking it. Final answer. Okay. There it is. Lock it in. Genshin Impact with the win. I I was shocked when I put that vote down. I was like, yeah, we got the, Miggy and I got this in the bag. I didn't think he would go any other way. It was hard when I saw Yakuza like a dragon on there. It 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 those two. And there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of obviously very popular names here. I mean, Persona, uh, Persona, um, Final Fantasy, Yakuza, but Genshin Impact is that newcomer that that has really made an impact. So I, that's why. Some of my picks that are coming up here fall into that category where it's maybe it's not the favorite pick, maybe it's not the easy pick, but it's the pick where I feel like, you know, it's the underdog that has that's come out and done something really, really positive in 2020. So uh next category, best action adventure game. Uh for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal. Oh wow, with traversing and puzzle solving. Okay. We have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and The Last of Us Part Two. This is a loaded, I mean, talk about a loaded category. So um, I had a really hard time with this pick, uh, but I think everyone knows where my vote goes. It's not the winner. There's no way they win, but, I'm, but I'll never stand up my group, Moon Studios, Xbox Game Studios, Ori and the Will of the Wisps gets my vote. Um, talk about taking an already amazing game and coming up with a sequel that is even better, uh, making you making you some amazing combat. Again, this is all about you know it, it, the combat was amazing. The, traversing in this Metroidvania style game is it's the best. I mean, it's really it's a pinnacle of the genre. And the puzzle solving is fun, but still challenging. And so for me, um, I have to give it the vote. It was a close one for me between that and how much I really love Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. But Ori, Ori has, to, has to edge it out for me. 
So <clears throat> Ori may be the next game. Will the Wisp may be the game, next game I get into because we know I beat Ori in the Blind Forest a couple weeks ago. I'm looking forward to playing it 120 frames per second on my Series X. It's going to be a very wonderful experience. Uh, but Jedi Fallen Order might be my favorite Star Wars game I've ever played, and I'm a huge Star Wars guy. Um, I really like the game and, it, you know, it was Souls light, Souls very light or whatever you would call it. It's so much different than other games I, I've i played uh, because of my own personal choices. Uh, and I made it all the way through and I love the game. I love the story. I wasn't super into the characters, but, you know, love the world, love the combat. Um, and so for me, it has to be Jedi Fallen Order um, because I just had a great time with it. And it was, you know, one of my favorite action adventure games of the year. So this is a bit challenging, a bit challenging for me. I mean, for best action adventure game, combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Um, uh, I mean, right now, I'm, I mean, I'm stuck. I'm torn between Ghost of Tsushima and I can't believe I'm saying it's The Last of Us Part 2 just because of that definition. The combat in Last of Us is brutal, is visceral. Um, I mean, there's not m- much puzzles in there. Um, and a traversal is, is it's, it's nice. I mean, the scenery and everything. Um, but Ghost of Tsushima, they really, they really did a good for an American company. They really did well, um, giving honor, you know, to the, to the, um, the sword techniques to combat the, the whole region of Japan. I mean, it, it, it looks, it's beautiful. Um, and, and some of the puzzles in there, um, either way it goes, we're going to be torn. It's a third. We're, we're, in, we're, well, torn no, no, go ahead. Pay, make, make your vote. I'm, make your vote. I'm going to. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ghost I'm gonna go ghost, ghost, ghost. I didn't even consider Last of Us because I'll be voting a lot for Last of Us later. Spoiler alert! Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's nominated for a lot, and I love the game, yeah. so it doesn't need my vote here. Let's let's be honest. Ghost of Tsushima is set to really run away with a lot of this a lot of this award ceremony. I believe um, it is. It, 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 I, I think it's slightly a surprise in one sense, and also an expectation of this of this uh, studio. But a surprise in the sense of it has it has to go up against the Last of Us Part Two, and in a lot of these votes, it's been beating Last of Us Part Two. So I mean, it really is slated to be kind of that the king of this award show. I expect it to win this category. Like I said originally, me picking Ori is just me picking Ori. I didn't play Ghost. I watched my wife play Ghost. I watched a lot of that game i watched the end of it i know a lot about that game for not playing it it is beautiful it is it deserves awards so um with your vote being locked into ghost i can tell you that there are plenty of ghost votes in the chat live on twitch uh so we will we will pull we will pull the uh the viewers the live viewers of the show today and in this category ghost of soshima wins lock it in and uh, thanks to everybody that's hanging out on twitch.tv slash gameslowmedia helping us through this category so we don't get these three-way ties. Because <laughs> I knew it was going to happen eventually. I will say shout-out to Johnny Riot for saying puzzle-solving, or he gets it. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. All right. Next category, we have best action game for the best game in the action genre-focused Primarily on combat. All right. We have Doom Eternal. <laughs> That's a good action game. Hades. Half-Life Alec. Uh, Neo, uh, Neo 2. 
and Streets of Rage 4. Get the fuck out of here, Streets of Rage 4. What the hell? How did Streets of Rage 4 get in here? Anybody play that right. game? I played it. it, it, it I mean, it was okay. it's yeah. okay. Yeah. It doesn't deserve to be in the best action category. I'm sorry. Nah. I'm sorry. But um, anyways... Uh, it's another tough one. I think I don't think I picked the winner, but I picked my favorite. I picked the one that was that I knew Super Giant Games has never let me down. The 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 combat in this game is is so much fun that you just keep playing it over and over and over again. Hades is my vote. I lock it in. Uh, the game that's going to get my vote, I think, has a good chance of winning this and several other categories. Um. Hades is a really cool game. I've I've wa- I've enjoyed watching some streams on it and hope hope to play it someday and I I think because the combat is uh really fun and addicting and you know Grim and we've had BMC and a lot of our other friends in the Discord talking about how much they love it. I'll I'll vote by proxy and vote for Hades. Yep, my vote's going for Hades as well. Hades with the sweep, baby! Let's go! We're going to lose in the actual show, but I'll take this small victory. Lock it in. <laughs> Hades, we'll all see Doom on stage on Thursday. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, next category, innovation in accessibility. I thought this was a really cool category. Uh, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. Um, this is something that I've talked numerous times about uh, gamers with disabilities and just the, the, you know, companies coming up with ways where players that can't maybe use a traditional controller or whatever can still enjoy the game uh, and many other ways. Right. We've we've watched um, some companies do some really amazing things. This one, though, it, it's it's a hard pick because I don't I don't fully understand what all these developers have done um, for this the category yet. But I do have I did pick. Um, the games are Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperdot, The Last of Us Part 2, and Watch Dogs Legion. Now, I know some of these are going to have colorblind modes and they're going to have different things to allow accessibility, but um, Hyperdot is a very interesting game. And it's, again, it's my pick that's not going to win in the long run, I don't believe. But Hyperdot... Um, built their game around accessibility. Uh, I wa- I actually watched this game launch by watching a good friend of mine, Nomad, play with the developers. So they contacted Nomad. If you don't know who Nomad is, he's a content creator that literally plays video games with his face. Um, he uses a standard controller, and he controls the entire game with his face, with the, you know, using his top lip, bottom lip, cheek, uh, all uh, and, and controls two joysticks, multiple buttons. It's It's amazing it is amazing and you know he's a better gamer than i am and and to watch what he can do um and so watching that stream and and learning about hyperdot and 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 them teaming up with with somebody that you know uh is in that whole realm of uh gaming and accessibility and and gamer you know uh gamers with disabilities uh my vote goes to hyperdot i don't actually have any sort of opinion on this other than I guess Last of Us 2 is pretty accessible because they made it to the point where even my untalented, bad gaming playing ability could get through the game. Uh, but you got to go with the hyper dot for all the stuff that Grim said. Uh, I, I've enjoyed watching Nomad uh, play games. I didn't watch him play this, but if they worked with him on this, that's enough for, for my vote there. My uneducated in the area vote that I'll just, again, go, go by proxy with Grim. 
Um, I did take a look at the settings um, in in Last of Us Two. I mean, I haven't played. Um, well, no, I take that back. I played Grounded, and and you know, I don't I don't do the spiders. You know, I mean, I know it's one of the uh, one of the <laughs> things I, I do. I uninstalled the game, guys. I uninstalled the game because the spider. I mean, rather than just turning off the spider, turning on arachnophobia mode. I just uninstalled the game completely because I, I don't want any parts of spiders well, in Rack my The Phobia mode just made them smaller, I think. They were still in the game. Oh, oh, good. I'm glad I got rid I'm of them. Pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure it just made them smaller, I thought. No. No. I mean, that game made, gave me... It, it It made me feel uncomfortable. When I saw them, I was actually terrified. I couldn't do it. But, um, I mean, just having that, that was a cool feature, but the features that Last of Us 2 had in there, um, it was it was pretty cool, just like, you know, like the color blindness and um, making things um, easier for you to be able to see, to detect if you were having a hard time, um, um, you know, with, you know, with certain disabilities. But, I mean, like you said, um, with HyperDot, um, you know, Nomad, you know, played and had, had a great time with it. I mean, I'm just going to go with the vote because I love the guy. Um so yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is there. no, this is no slight of any of these games. I know yeah. a lot of them have a lot of great features, and and uh, are, you know, there's a lot of companies that are working on this. This is a this is a big focus. Um, so they they all deserve this award. I just picked the one that I personally have a connection to this year. All right, um, best VR AR game for the best game experience, playable in virtual or augmented reality. I already know where Butterboy's going. Dreams is our first pick. Dreams. Do we Wait even? Minute, that came out. Do we even need to? Do we even need to talk about who else is on here? Because I mean, dreams, right? I know. Dreams. Half Life. Alec. Um. Marvel's Iron Man VR. Star Wars Squadrons. And The Walking Dead. Saints and Sinners. Um. So here's how I here's how I broke this up for me. I just started playing Star Wars Squadrons, and it is a if you're into space shooting like with the Star Wars theme, this, that game is insane. It's so much fun. Um, but it's not also not strictly VR. So I kind of already kind of knock a point off for it. It's not, you can play it outside of VR um, where Marvel's Iron Man VR is VR. Um, Dreams, same thing, right? Yes, there's VR function, but I think the majority of this game and the popular and anything that people have created of this game and the, the cool things that have been made within Dreams has happened outside the VR realm. Um, it, and then it comes back to Half-Life and, and the excitement around Half-Life, the fact that this particular game is only VR. You want to experience this? You have, you have to play it in VR. Um, and, and I'm sorry, Walking Dead. I just, I don't even, Saints and Sinners, I'm not even sure what version of Walking Dead this is. There's been so many different Walking Dead games that have come out from Telltale and everything else that I just, I don't even know. So that one doesn't count to me. I lock in Half-Life just knowing that it is exclusive to VR. Um, it, 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 did, it, it, it is really cool, and it does give players an experience of a world in ha which, of Half-Life that people just love that they've never been able to experience before without VR. So I think in that concept, Half-Life deserves the win. Uh, I'm definitely confused by uh, this category and the nominees. Uh, the fact that Dreams is on there, uh, a game that 
is never coming out. I'm going to make sure later on I'm going to do some votes for Halo Infinite and and do some votes for Metroid Prime 4 if we're just going to uh, be able to vote for games that are literally never going to be released. Uh, sure, vote for Dreams, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Man, I'll tell you again. I've told you this every time you brought this up. I own a copy. Cool. You're a big shot. You get you get early access to stuff. I don't good for you. You're always flexing on me with that. It makes me feel bad because I'm not a big shot like you. I get it. Um, so my vote for this has to go to Star Wars Squadron because to me it is taking VR and it is utilizing the technology to make uh, a childhood dream come true playing like tie fighter and x-wing on the PC that was like garbage vector graphics in the 90s terrible but it, it it gave you the imagination that you were flying these star wars ships and i know uh that if i put on a headset and played squadron it would be a childhood dream come true to actually feel like i'm flying these ships um and honestly when i saw that you know this game was coming to vr i was like that's an actual vr experience i would want to play unlike every other game on this list not a vr experience i want so just because it's the only one i would want to play it's got my vote you wouldn't want to fly around as iron man i don't know not not nearly as much as i'd want to fly actually fly an x-wing that's that's true i, I would i prefer the uh the x-wing over uh, over iron man well mickey what do you got oh <laughs> uh, well i'm going to go with the game that nobody asked for that nobody wanted and it was made <laughs> canon and it turned out to be a phenomenal game and well welcome into the franchise i'm going with half-life alex all right, there we go. Half-Life Alex with the win. Lock it in. I know there were some votes coming in for Iron Man and everything like that, but uh, this one we're going to keep in, in-house. in uh, Half-Life gets the win. Squadrons was, even though I played that angle that it wasn't a full-blown VR, I do like Butter Boy's answer. I really like Butter Boy's answer because it is true. When you when I think of it that way, yes, um, I, I would probably pick Star Wars as well. But um, I have to give Half Life in any genre in in a platform that I bitch all the time about not having dedicated software. Half Life is dedicated software, and it deserves to win the award. All right. Um, best community support, recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness. Um, this includes social media activity and game updates slash patches. Uh, we have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Valorant. So I this one was a hard pick for me. I kind of floated around Fortnite for a while. I I've thought about the the just evolution of No Man's Sky. Uh Destiny 2 can eat my ass. Uh Apex Legends is fine. I mean, they've done some things, but they don't stand out as a top tier to me. All guys, we already discussed how we haven't been happy with some of their decisions and just kind of the the decline of the game. So really it came down to Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Valorant. And I just told you guys how Valorant has been growing and expanding. And when I think about problems with the game being reported and then Riot acting on it and up and patching and disabling things to try to keep their environment fair and and, and just the, the best competitive you know environment, um, I, I gave Valorant the vote. I guess uh, for me, I, I look at 
all the things and all the ways Fortnite continues to evolve and keep players coming in and being interested with what's going on inside the battle Royale. Uh, and it just, it just seems like they keep for, uh, Epic keeps landing big deals to bring in big characters that everyone wants. They're bringing in things people want to experience. It's not just stuff after stuff that people shrug off as boring. Everyone's pulled into these, these different IPs that they're merging into their world. And to me, I think that's great for the community. And I think that's continuing to give this game a uh, great life and success. So I'm going to vote uh Fortnite on this one. That's, I mean, that was right. It was so hard for me to, to where I went, but that you, you took it right out of my mind. That was how I felt is here's a game that I quit multiple times yeah. that I just keep getting pulled back into. Go ahead, Mickey. Yeah. And you're thinking about, uh, uh, you're thinking about like, you know, Fortnite and how they did like Hannah's most recent event. I mean, you know, after, after everything went down, um, you were left with a ticker, but like if you hopped over to social media and Twitter, the game was still going. Like they were dropping little clip, I mean little uh, you know, yes, like snippets yes. of audio clips and everything. And um they they made you they made you like, okay, I'm gonna hashtag this, when's the next clip? Hashtag when's the next clip? Like I actually stayed there and followed it. <laughs> Guys, calm down. Calm down. This is it's the first time it's gonna happen on the show. I am canceling my vote. I am moving it to Fortnite. My my mind has been changed by my by my Ooh. squad here. My vote goes to Fortnite. Um, I can't, I can't argue. I literally streamed two and a half hours of a to be continued sign on my screen and reporting Twitter feed to people while I streamed it because I was having fun doing so because they just are good at really building out community influence. So you're right. I apologize. I have <laughs> changed my mind. Lock it in. Fortnite is the sweep. Hashtag, I appreciate the chat and the community keeping Grim honest. I've been trying for years, but I can't. <laughs> hashtag they back to the future this. But that wasn't my vote. Oh, that's right. You didn't vote. Jeez. I didn't vote. Um, I I I think I still kind of want to go with No Man's Sky just for the reason. Because you feel bad though, for him. I do. Yeah, you have to support the community by making a game that is fun. And guess what they haven't done? Made a game that's fun. I tried playing it, couldn't, wasn't fun. Sorry. But I, Support I, your community by making a fun game. I know where Mickey's going with this, though. I know where he's going. Recognizing the game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inc inclusive of social media activity and game updates and patches. They have been doing a great job with keeping the community updated um, about what's going on, even giving a little developer like documentaries and, and vlog vlogs of what to expect in the next coming update. I mean, they've far surpassed being no man's lie and actually be creating a great game. Um, and restoring faith. I mean, that's my that's problem for debate if it's a great game. <laughs> my problem with this statement, okay, it, this is the exact thought I had. This is the exact thought I had, Miggy, but then the bottom line, I'm going to ask you this question. How many hours of No Man's Sky have you played? Versus how many hours of Fortnite have you played? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, and, and I took that into consideration too, but just looking at the definition, I'm going by the definition of, um, I mean, of what they what they've been doing. I mean, I yeah, I've put in tons of hours with Fortnite. I even got my dad right. hooked to Fortnite. So my my only reason why I went, why I had three right. I was on Valorant. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree with Fortnite as well. Is that I mm -hmm. mean, you and I sat on that event for hours. I know you yeah. cut oh, yours. Yeah, I, you, I know you cut yours, but I streamed for fourteen hours that day so that I could launch 
this next season on stream because they because the community mattered to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there's no community for No Man's Sky, but I'm saying that though you see what a company of people are doing, you're like you're really like yes, you're paying attention to news articles, but you're really not in the community. No offense, either am I. I keep installing the game on my PC, on my Xbox, and you know what I don't do? I never launch it. And so for me, it's like, yes, you've done a lot, but there was so much damage to begin with that like it, you kind of fall into the category of Destiny 2, which is a game that I love, but I can't give it an award because you're just fixing stuff that you should have that should never been in the first place. And yeah, so I think the only, that's the, the problem. I, I, I just think the only reason that I haven't picked it back up is <laughs> the backlog and game passes because there's so much occupying now if if i wasn't into like if i wasn't into all if i didn't have all of that i mean I I, I, who knows <laughs> you play so many games dude i watch you play different games right. almost every stream right why, why haven't you played no man's sky backlog again backlog it's in your backlog <laughs> though you play random you play random games all the time why not no man's sky like because that's not, that i mean Obviously, it's your vote. Like cast, right, right, right. cast it. But I just, for me, No Man's Sky is. This is it's it's for me. When I was about to give it to it, I go no, no. I know why <laughs> I want to give it to it, and I just, I just, it hasn't. There hasn't been enough there. There hasn't been enough there, and the game's too, the game's too far gone. The community's small. Even if you're even if you're sticking up for the community, that's great. But like you just you've you turned too many people off. And be, blame Hello Games, blame Sony, blame whoever you want. It just it is what it is. And uh, we, we got two to one on Fortnite. Then is that is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, okay. you voted for it. Okay. I mean, but it's yeah, it's still a it's still a a, a dub. I mean, yeah. I ain't mad at the I ain't mad at that getting the vote. Well, yeah. I mean, I know you're not. You love you love Fortnite more than any of us here. Yeah. Yeah. I was just I was just trying. You know, just looking at it, looking at it by definition. Why why do we go white? Why why do we go white? I think. I mean. My other angle to play would be the, what the community and, and what this company has done mm-hmm. and you and the amount of time you've spent on the podcast talking about playing Fortnite with, with your father. And like that's all influenced by Epic. That's all influenced by them building out what, what, what Butterboy said, bringing things in that impact the community and changing game, not even genre. We can't even say Battle Royale genre anymore. Changing gaming because of it. Yeah. Now, if the, if the cat now now if the category was like was best, um, I don't know, best like online multiplayer, best, um, you know, and we had those same options. I definitely, I you know, yeah. And and I and I'm gonna I'm gonna address something here because it bothers me uh, in chat. Uh, Johnny Riot says Epic is there to make money from the community. That's all. This is this is literally a business. Like everybody's here to make money. Like even even Hello Games wants people to play their game and 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 either pay for a service that they're getting a cut of, like Game Pass, or buy a copy of their game. But like, Epic is a beast now. They're they're a Goliath. I get that, but they weren't before. I mean, yes, they still made an engine and they still had ways to generate money. I'm not saying they're not, but like to sit there and dog Epic because they're going up against Apple and like, yeah, people want to sit there and be like, oh, it's two billionaire companies fighting each other. Like I still sit here and point at Apple as Apple's in the wrong. And I still look at the whole concept of Epic being like they still have the best cut 
as far as payout to to developers. They still have they still have the most profit to be made on their on their store. They still they have content creator codes to 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 help the content creators where other companies want to just lock you down and say you can't do things. Like I am so tired of people focusing one way on Epic and saying they make a lot of money, they're evil. Like I, the world we live in is evil, man. Epic is not that bad. You, everyone needs to chill out. If you don't like Fortnite, that's fine. You still have to sit here and appreciate what Epic has managed to do to the gaming industry in the last three years. And if you don't, then I don't know what to tell you. But as far as sitting here and saying they're only in it for the money, that's a that's a little it's a little hard to swallow. Like yeah, they generate a shit ton of money. They don't even have to try anymore to generate money. But that's not why like. Fortnite didn't launch with the theory that it was going to be the biggest game in the world. I hate to break it to you. I'm sure everybody that builds a video game at some point in their mind goes, man, what if this takes off? What if we're the next, what if we're the next Fallout guys? What if we're the next Among Us? You know, like, I get that. But at the same time, like, have some respect for, 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 what, for what Epic's done. Yeah, then they, they branched off of PUBG and they... Didn't expect, but they surpassed yeah. like PUBG. So real quick, guys, before we move on, uh, we have like way too many categories. So yeah. uh, we either need to rapidly pick up the pace or obviously Grim can filter which ones we're going to skip over, which I think we need to do. No, we're going for a three-hour no. show, so buckle in. Let's do No, I'm just kidding. Um, I got to poop. I can't stick around that long. Yeah. I don't um, actually have to. It was a lie. Yeah. Don't you have a trash can under you? Best okay, we're gonna we're gonna speed this up. There may be a few that we skip, but speeding up. Best mobile game or best game playable on a mobile device. We have Among Us, Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, Legends of Runeterra, Pokemon Cafe Mix. My vote went to Among my my vote went to Among Us. My vote also goes to Among Us. My vote goes to Genshin Impact. Among Us, it is. Among Us, it is. Genshin Impact, another good pick. So, um. Moving, moving on. Lock that one in for us. Best indie, outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. We have Carry On again. Uh, Fallout Guys Ultimate Knockout, Hades, Spelunky Two, and Spirit Fair. Um, my lock in was Hades again. Um, I'm not a roguelike, roguelite, or ro- any any style of rogue fan. Hades had me locked in. It just it took the technical achievements of the game and 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 everything else that was bundled into it. It just it just won me over hands down. Uh, Hades, I lock it in. Yeah, uh, you have to forecast this out with future future games I plan to play based on the the quality of the reputation that they have. And I vote for Hades again for this one because it is a game I look forward to playing um, because it is. Well designed from what I can see all the way around. Hades it is. It's <laughs> a sweep. For Hades. <laughs> it's a sweep. Lock it in. Best ongoing game awarded to the game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Uh, we have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, No Man's Sky, and Fortnite. Um, again, this slide, I mean, with, with the argument we just had, I, have, I vote Fortnite, right? It's Fortnite... Um, locking it in again for for all the same reasons I said earlier. I'm gonna go Fortnite as well. I was gonna say No Man's Sky, but we don't want to do a three hour show, so I'm gonna say Fortnite. You can say No Man's Sky. No, no, I'm just kidding. It's Fortnite. It's definitely Fortnite. No, because of the reasons 
in this category, I feel No Man's Guy has more traction in this category than even the last one, which it still had traction. But um, but uh, Fortnite with the win, lock it in. Uh, Games for Impact, I am going to skip that one because I don't know. None of us know. As far as me, I don't know any of these games. Uh, Miggy, do you have any knowledge of these games? Uh, just tell me why. That's the only one I know, and I wouldn't vote for it. <laughs> yeah, I know. T- I know. Tell me why in Spirit Fair, but Spirit Fair was my. I'll, I'll be honest. Spirit Fair was my vote. I um, yeah. but but I don't have enough I, knowledge of the other games to make a fair vote. So I will. I will lean on you and go. We're going to go Spirit Fair. And we're going to keep it moving. Okay. Best performance awarded to an addition uh, individual for voice over acting, motion and or performance capture. We have uh, Ashley Johnson as Ellie. We have Laura Bailey as Abby. We have, uh, is it Daisuke Tis? Oh man, uh, Tis Suji Suji Suji. Uh, yeah, drop the T. Uh, as Jin <laughs> Sakai, um, for Ghost of Tsushima. We have Logan Cunningham as Hades, and we have, uh, is it Naji G- uh, Jeter as Miles Morales. Uh, my vote was Logan Cunningham as Hades because because I don't have. The experience with Last of Us Part Two, um, I do think Ghost of Tsushima was amazing game, amazing performance, and I haven't played Miles Morales yet. I locked in Hades. Logan Cunningham was fantastic <laughs> as Hades. So, for, so for me, uh, I loved Last of Us Two. Again, I'm going to be talking about that more as we move up the list more. And I really thought, you know, okay, do I go Ashley Johnson? Do do I go Laura Bailey here? And the Careful. first thing is like, you got to vote for Ellie, right? You got to vote for the Ellie performance. Careful but, what you say. but playing, <laughs> but playing Last of Us, the performance and the character of Abby uh, made you feel different things that that I expected to feel while playing the game. I'm trying to I'm trying not to spoil anything for anyone, yeah. but the performance was really good. That you know, again, it's not up to the performer to have the character well written and the story well written, uh, but the performance to go with it. If the performance wasn't good, you wouldn't have felt those things. You wouldn't have felt the conflict uh, from the character. Uh, and I have to actually give it to Laura Bailey, uh, the person who received death threats on th- on Twitter over her performance. Uh, so let's remember that this is the person people were death threatening uh, over what her character did. I'd call that a good performance. Yep. Um, as much as I do love uh, Laura Bailey's um, uh, acting and uh, other titles and whatnot, I'm 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 gonna go with Ashley Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, because she you know kept faithful to the role of of Ellie Last of Us too. I mean, the pain, um, everything that she experienced. I mean, I, you just felt like you know what the character went through and was just locked in from young to old, you know young to like adult. Um, yeah, yeah, it's Ashley Johnson. We need uh we need a uh, some help in the, in the chat. Does anybody have a vote for best performance? It's a three way tie. I kind of if if I had to break this vote, knowing what I know about Last of Us Part Two, watching parts of it that I've watched, uh, Laura Bailey would get it because of, and and there it is, Super Lars. <coughs> Excuse me, Super Lars dropping Abby, Abby taking the vote, lock it in. Moving on. Um, best audio design, recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. This is not music or score. This is audio design. Okay. We have Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alec, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, The Last of Us Part 2. Um, 
I locked in Doom Eternal. Um, I, I know, I know, Doom twenty sixteen ran away with sound awards left and right, and they, they, I mean, they already figured it out, right? So Doom Eternal is just more of that, just enhanced is what it is. So I mean, Doom Eternal fr- from the, I, I didn't finish the game, but I, I played about half of it, and I was really blown away with just the the um environment the the guns the the creatures everything was really well thought out by uh, id software the immersion of last of us would not work if it weren't for the stellar audio design and bringing you into that world the way audio cues work the way the 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 life of the world around you was brought in through the great audio design so i have to give give my vote there Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of hard decision between Resident Evil as was part two for me. Uh, I mean, just the background, like the ambiance, um, the sounds, and everything that you hear was going on in there. Um, but I mean, I'm, the recent hit right now um, of going through Last of Us Part Two, and it kind of, it kind of messed with me with the sounds and everything to tell how close something is to, uh, you know, trying to sneak around the corner. Next thing I know, I'm being mauled to death by a by a fungus human because I didn't even know it was right there sneaking up on me because of the audio design. So, uh, yeah, Last of Us Part Two is going to get my uh, my vote for the audio. All right, there it is, Last of Us Part Two with the win. Lock it in for best audio design. Let's move into best score and music for outstanding music um, with score, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. We have Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part II. Um, My pick definitely goes to Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Again, probably not going to win, (laughs) but both Ori's, both Ori games uh, wouldn't be what they are without their score and music. They, they, it it truly creates feet like emotion. It, It fits the world. It fits the situation. And it really just is a masterpiece when it's all said and done. There's not many video game soundtracks I carry around with me. Ori is one of them. Uh, it is a fantastic um, job. Well done. I'm locking in Ori and the Will of the Wisps. For damn near 30 years, Doom as a franchise has set the tone for what badass video game music should be, and they continue it in Doom Eternal, just a kick-ass soundtrack. It's the style of music I like to listen to, so that definitely uh, plays into it, and I think it fits so perfectly uh, for the extreme tone of the game. Gotta vote Doom Doom Eternal when it comes to soundtrack or score. Uh, Doom Eternal, yeah, Doom Eternal did ha- does definitely have a banging soundtrack. It does, it does fit perfectly with the wild, wild ride that is that game. But I mean, I can't think of any like you know memorable tracks from that game except for just like heavy guitar and, <laughs> and you know um, nothing really stands out to me uh, from that game. But uh, Final Fantasy VII re- remake um, has a lot of tracks in there that that stand out to me. Um, I-, I love the soundtrack to that to that game. So Final Fantasy VII gets my vote. It's a three-way tie. I haven't seen anybody with uh in in the chat, so we we're gonna need help to break this three-way tie. Let's uh let's hear it from the people live on Twitch.tv/gamezillamedia, hanging out with us every week, um, helping us influence this podcast. We have 
best art Waiting director. on the votes. Like, yeah, I guess we can come back to it. We can wait and yep. see if someone chimes in, and we can come back to it. Yeah. I was lagging there for a second. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Chop Snyder chiming in, saying, I've only played Final Fantasy VII, so that's my vote. We have a vote for Doom. So we're still tied two ways. We've eliminated. We've eliminated <laughs> Chop, Ori. Chop, he, Chop says he didn't, and it wasn't the remake. He played the oh, original. Oh. Uh, Super so Lars says Ori has a rock and soundtrack. Ooh. So Reaper repaired Bongo at Doom, and Super Lars at Ori. Um, so we have a two-way tie. We've eliminated Final Fantasy VII at that point because he didn't <laughs> play the Chops. remake. Um, now Moon, now Moon picks final, so we have a three-way tie again. This did not work out well for us here. Uh, Dang someone, it, Mikey! Yep, someone needs someone needs to break this. Come on, one more, one more, uh, one more vote. Um, one more vote. Chop Snyder, you have helped us zero. I, 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 I would be okay banning you from this channel at this point. <laughs> Super Lars, we already got you locked in for Ori. We need one right. more person. There it is, Master of Puppets giving the victory to Doom. Just give it to Grim. Super Lars, he's already dead. Okay, Doom gets the win. Lock it in. Moving on up, we have Best Art Direction. Best art Direction. For outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and Last of Us Part Two. You all know where my vote is going. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, if you have not played this game, is one of the most beautiful, beautiful games I have ever played. And it gets my vote. I know, again, it is not going to win, but it should. All right. So this is this is actually a tough one because it is one that is easier for me to judge from the outside looking in. Uh, because Ghost of Tsushima is a cool looking game. Mm -hmm. They did a really good job making that world uh, look beautiful. Uh, and I think it's also there's just moments. It's also fair to say they what they did to with that game mm -hmm. on the PS4. Yeah, that's very they, true. They didn't have next gen yet. And so, I mean, they really pushed the technology of the PS4 mm -hmm. to its limits. Mm hmm. I agree. Uh, there is a couple scenes, specifically one that pops out in my mind in Last of Us Part Two, that might be one of my favorite visual scenes in a video game. Uh, there's a lot of fire, and it's very cool. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't played it. Um, and I remember just taking that moment and going, this is such a beautiful execution of a video game world. Um, but man, Ori is just classically beautiful ori is a game that will look good forever and the spirit of that game it it lives so much in that colorful vibrant world that they created i'm gonna vote ori also on this one and that it's a it's it's such a tough one to pick but i am going with it and see i was gonna i was gonna say ghost of tsushima because that game is beautiful i mean just being you know immersed in the world and just you know thinking about what they did like on the PS4. So imagine that's going to look on the PS5. But I mean, when you said just thinking about how, you know, like how the, the, the art and how it's going, you know, it's timeless. Um, yeah. I could play as probably play Ori a few years from now and it's still going to look great. And that's the, um, the beautiful thing about the art direction. So yeah, Ori is getting my, my vote. 
Ori with the sweep. We're all going to lose together. I love you guys. All right, let's lock it in. Ori and the Will the Wisps. All right, we got we got one, Ori. We got one. Uh, best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. We have 13 Sentinels, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, The Last of Us Part Two. I just locked it in. It's Ghost of Tsushima. It's easy. It's donezo. So, so here we're going to see a trend for the next few um, because it probably, to, to me, was my, my favorite game that's been up for vote here today. I absolutely had a great time playing it. And the next three categories, I think, encapsulate uh, all the reasons I loved this game. The story of Last of Us Part 2 has me thinking that someday when Last of Us Part 3 drops, I'm going to have to buy a PS5 to play it. Uh, and there's very few video games I've ever played that made me think I might need to buy a system to play the sequel. I'm so hooked into the story. I absolutely loved the game and the experience I had from it. We need to talk. We need to talk about the last of us too. Uh, You're right. Boy. We, need, we need to talk. Um, right. But my my vote, my vote is going to have to go for Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. It's just, it's so well done. And again, for a new IP, it, it definitely deserves all the praise it's getting. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to lock it in. Ghost of Tsushima with the win for best narrative. And we're moving on. Uh, best game direction awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Final Fantasy VII, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alec, Last of Us Part II. Uh, again, Locking it in for Sucker Punch, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, for this is for me to give these votes. I mean, obviously, I could easily vote Hades. I have a lot of experience with Hades, but no, watching this game and seeing it, these are these are categories with narrative and direction that I don't have to play the game to understand the achievement that was made here. I watched that game like it was a movie. That's basically how I took it in because that's how it felt to me. There's not many games that I've done that for, but when I when that happens, because my wife is a gamer, when she starts to play one of those games and it grabs me like that, I instantly credit it towards storytelling, storage, uh, towards direction, art and art. You know, all those different things that that why it's going to capture me when I don't have the controller in my hand. Those gets my vote. Uh, awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. To me, The Last of Us Part Two is the culmination of what Naughty Dog has been doing for well over a decade between The Last of Us and uh, Uncharted franchises. But when I think of innovation in game direction and design and creative vision, to me, Ghost of Tsushima deserves that award this year as it is the breakout ip the breakout new game of 2020 and it deserves uh all, all the credit that's coming to it uh when it comes to innovation and design yeah so i'm voting ghost of tsushima yeah definitely ghost of tsushima reminds me a lot of the movies that i grew up watching watching you know as as, as, a, as a wee lad you know the samurai flicks they did um i mean a really good job and, and mind you this did not come from a japanese studio this came from us us this came from americans and they did a phenomenal job of paying respect to their culture even the japanese are, are giving them their giving them their props um so i mean yeah yeah it's it's phenomenal so definitely locking it in there's a sweep ghost gets the vote all right 
Moving up to our final game of the year, recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Our nominees are Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and The Last of Us Part Two. This is a solid group for Game of the Year. I think Animal Crossing kind of got thrown a bone here, in my opinion, as far as when you read the, the definition. I know it's popular, but to be up for Game of the Year, it, it just seems like vote. I, I'll be interested to see the vote tallies here. Um, it's It's got to be Ghost, man. It really has to be Ghost of Tsushima for me. I, that's my vote. We already explained why. It, it, it's the new IP that, that came in and just kicked everyone's ass. I mean, that's the bottom line. When we saw this game, okay, how long, years ago when, we, when, when this game first kind of appeared, there was slight excitement. And then everything after, we sat here for the longest time, Butterboy, and honestly talked trash about this game because and we didn't know right we didn't and that was the problem it was like I we still thought it was gonna be just another samurai game just another samurai game just another half thought out not proper you know problem that we thought was a weird decision by sucker punch that has done great game after great game for, in my opinion it's, it's a it's a developer that i love but they came out and they proved they proved any any naysayer wrong any fan any any true samurai fan and all this type of stuff went into this and was like oh my god like the options the modes the thought that went into this game and, and different ways to play it on top of a good story on top of a beautiful game on top of tech you know t technically just pushing the limits of, of what your what your uh platform can do it 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 literally checked every box off and you have to give them the, the, the award. So vote ghost of Tsushima lock it in. It's, it's cool to look at this slate of games and go, wow, all these are really cool games, diverse. Uh, a lot of them are diverse in style across different platforms and different developers. Um, but really what it comes down to for me, no one should be surprised by this. Uh, Last of us part two is a game that I will, I will carry with me. I experienced, I have, strong feelings for and i'll always remember my time i had with that really positively because it was a complete package from the ground up like we mentioned earlier the sound design was great the music was good i rather voted for doom for you know score of the year but the music brought you in the characters the story the gameplay the original last of us was a generation defining game the last of us part two you can make the argument the same thing seven years later um, but it was refined. It was better, in my opinion. Uh, and, you know, if, if I have to check off favorite games I've I've ever played, like in my life, it's it's got to be somewhere on the list. I really loved the game as an entire package, an entire experience. And for me, it, it definitely was my game game of the year. Um, so got to vote it there. So this definitely is a hard list. Uh, hard, hard list wait, wait, me. why is it Maneater on this list? Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm changing my changing my vote. Writing, we're doing a write in. We're doing a write in. Uh, man, man eater, and, man eater, and these nuts. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Jurassic Park builder. 
Um, but no, this was definitely a, a hard list for me. I mean, uh, crossing off Doom Eternal, crossing off Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, you know, looking at Ghost of Tsushima, uh, having experienced Hades. Um, I'm just getting an Animal Crossing, but I know the, the effect that it has, especially during the times that we live in. It's brought people together um, digitally where we couldn't be together physically or shouldn't be together physically. Um, the Last of Us Part Two. Um <laughs> It's... I don't want some man telling me what I can do with my body. Let's get clear about that, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, The Last of Us Part Two is definitely, you know, it's it's not my favorite game of the year. It's it's not, you know, I I am not I, I am not, I, I I am not as big of a fan as the game as uh, our boy Butter uh, Sir Butter is. Um, but I can acknowledge, I mean, it has, the story has definitely made an impact. I mean, you can go to social media, hashtag, you know, look up everything being said about the last of us. It's made an impact, whether positive or negative divisive, it has made an, some sort of an impact. Um, the game is beautiful soundtrack. I can't think of a single memorable song, um, that wasn't played by Ellie on her guitar, but, um, I mean, the the gameplay it's visceral it's smooth especially coming off of last of us um but ghost of tsushima i mean the 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 beat the the story the 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 ambiance the 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 the, the graphics i mean the the fact that they slid in the fact that they slid in a, a an amazing multiplayer package when they didn't need to they you know it they just gave it to us and it's a it's a pretty fun experience i played a couple you know a couple matches um man like it's it's a hard it's it's a hard choice it's a, it's a hard choice the, the last comment i'll make on this because last of us part two and ghost of Tsushima were my two picks knowing yep. that hades never had a fair shot in it much as I always love to see an indie game in there have a have at least a a presence and and we've had a couple of years where they got lucky and they walked away with it, but this year was not going to be that year. Okay, sorry, Hades. <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima did so. What we just talked about with Last of Us Part Two is true, but Ghost did that too without a game before it, and that's why I pulled. That's why I gave it the award. Last of Us Part Two is an achievement, and it is a combination of playing two games now and, and telling a story that is going to be some people's favorite story in a video game ever. And I'm not—I won't argue that. But Last of Us Part Two did have Last of Us to stand on top of, where Ghost of Tsushima had nothing and still pulled off the what it did. And so when I look at it that way, that's what edged me out to give it to Ghost. Man. Man, you need to sell like cars or you know like sell. <laughs> you need to sell stuff. I mean, because you. But how do you follow up a generation defining game? Maybe the greatest game on the PlayStation Three with saying. a game better than the original. How do you do that with a true masterpiece? This is the last of us two. Yeah, so Ghost of Tsushima had low expectations because it didn't have to exactly. lift up the franchise and elevate itself. Exactly. I don't, so I, don't, the... I don't, and again, I don't think it had low expectations because now you're talking about the biggest game and the, and the most cost costly game for a fran for a developer in sucker punch. I mean, you can't come out and drop an Anthem and not have it affect you. Okay. Bioware is hurting right now. Bioware is, is a shell of what it used to be because it dumped all over itself with a video game that failed. Ghost of Tsushima could have been that and we could have seen the end of Sucker Punch. So I don't, 
I look at it a different way. And again, I mean, there's I'm not taking anything away from The Last of Us Part Two. It deserves to be on this list. And it's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be the runner up. It's going to be Ghost is one, Last of Us is two, and it's going to probably be by, I don't know, less than 10% of the votes uh, as far as a variance. But Ghost did something and and just and crushed it the way The Last of Us did when it took all the awards home. And so that's how I look at it, is what Naughty Dog did seven years ago, Sucker Punch did it this year. And that's why they that's why they walk away with the win. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's still it's, I'm still torn. I'm still torn. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna. My other problem I have is from from a person that hasn't held a controller and played the entire game of both of these. I can tell you, there's a there's more. negativity around last of us part two than there is ghost and part of that is story writing i get it and people having opinions and that sucks um because art is art and you sh- it shouldn't be judged that way but there there were things that i did read more beyond story beyond art direction beyond that that um it, it wasn't the perfect game that i'm gonna be honest with you i haven't talked to a single person that picked up ghost that didn't love it I didn't just love the game. I mean, there's people in on this podcast right now. There's people in the in in the chat. There's people in the other room that would all tell me that I'm stupid for never playing it. I mean, and that's the same with Last of Us, and that's why it's such a hard pick. This is such a crazy year to have two just blockbuster just knockouts that we that we have to pick one. It's 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 very difficult, but I'm going to go with Ghost locking it in. And I'm locking it in with Ghost as well. And we got and we got Butterboy locking in uh, Last of Us Part Two. All right. Yep. I All will right. say, that right. despite Last of Us Part Two being my vote, I always like seeing a new IP succeed like that. So yeah, absolutely. So so on Thursday, when Ghost of Tsushima wins, which I believe it will, you know, I I believe in. I think it's deserve it as being uh, an achievement as a new IP. I do I do respect that, even though for me. Last of Us Part Two was the experience, and Last of Us Part Two was the game this year. Absolutely, oh, Last of Us Part. I, that was I, me last know, year. Though. I'm pretty confident. That was me last I'm year. I'm pretty Spider-Man. confident. Last yeah. of Us Part Two is gonna is gonna get Game of the Year awarded. It's it's gonna get it. Yeah, and I would be I would be going to be pleasantly surprised, shocked, and excited if Ghost gets it. That's what I'm pulling for. I'm pulling for Ghost. I mean, so if you guys have been paying attention, there is um, there is the viewers choice uh, votes that are going out there right now where you can participate in the viewers choice uh, votes additional to these and ghost ghost is actually kicking everybody's butt in those. So that's why I'm, nice. my, my projection is ghost is going to walk away with these uh, with these awards just from seeing the gap that they've actually been able to open is is impressive. I didn't think it I, I was right there with you, Mickey. I didn't think it would have that ability but it is that's that's nice. awesome that's awesome to see because yeah it's very easy to sit there and connect to a character like ellie and 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 those that you have years and years of experience with compared to a game that has a brand new character that you're just forming a connection to so um it's just uh that's an accomplishment for sucker punch so good job if, even if they don't win they they deserve uh many awards through, throughout this whole uh event so again guys those are our our picks those were the nominees of the game awards 2020 the show will air thursday 
Thursday night. So if you want to, uh, I'll probably be, uh, I'm thinking about streaming it. Um, we'll see what, I don't know what the, the, um, um, <laughs> the rules are anymore. We, we used to do this because we were on mixer and things weren't as, uh, as strict. So maybe I won't be, maybe we'll just be doing a discord hangout and doing something like a, like a watch party. But uh, if you want to enjoy it, hang out, and then next Monday, our next show, we will. Uh, we'll. I'm sure we'll discuss the results. It won't be the entire show, but we'll discuss the results to see, you know, how did we do on our votes and and uh, what did we think of the show overall. So, but uh, this show has been incredibly long. We're gonna cut it off here. Um, we'll get back to our normal format uh, next week. So for my co-hosts and anybody else that wants to share their gaming moments, share them in the Discord. Come hang out with us on the GameZilla Media Discord, and um, we'll get back to everything next week. But we need to wrap this up. Uh, this has been episode 339 of the GameZilla Podcast, and we want to thank one more time our patrons. Yeah, thank you so much to our patrons. As I mentioned earlier in the show, I like you uh, and I appreciate your support. And I guess I like everyone else too that enjoys listening to the show, regardless of you're a patron or not. I appreciate that you enjoy what we do. Uh, so please consider joining us, patreon.com slash games the media. All right. Thanks, guys. And remember, you can check out everything that we're doing on GameZillaMedia.com, all of our podcasts, all of our videos, all the blogs, everything's happening there. Follow us on social media and again, join the discord uh, and come hang out. So thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on. Game on. Game on.